0: Welcome to our show, Cornundrum. Do, 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 do. I am your show. Uh, I am your. Yeah, I am your show. <laughs> Me, right here. I am your show. That's it. Gary is no longer with us. Welcome to Cornundrum. I am your host, Holly Greystone.
1: And believe it or not, I'm your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorian Jr. <laughs>
0: no you are pretty freaking fabulous as so are you <laughs> we were just literally as i hit recorded i was saying i'm really <laughs> glad to be doing this show with such an amazing human being like just truly like we to our own horn over here but we had valid reason to do so and i i really am glad that we're doing this show together Gary, because
1: we you. are fucking awesome we it's are really- fucking awesome
0: <laughs> oh my gosh um hey you know, I just as much as I love to just like sit here and bask in our glory, I love to get jumping into this show. So, Gary, what's going on with you before we get going?
1: Well, uh, Dean got back from Gunnison again, so he's oh. now back. Is and good? Like good, which good? is great. It or is he got to go back again? No, he's all done. He doesn't have all to done. go. We don't ever have to go that to, to there ever again if we don't want to. If we okay. choose to go, it's a different story. Um So. We both have our cars. We just, uh, we officially, actually today, uh, so today, which is the 12th, you know, even though you're going to be listening to this podcast later, on the 12th, we sold our condo officially in in, uh, Gunnison. It's no longer ours. And tomorrow, which is only a day away, we actually will be uh, buying our new condo officially. Um, so it's 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 it actually they have the money, we just don't get the paperwork and shit till tomorrow. So okay. but yeah, so we're we got that going. So we're going that. Um work is I'm loving work. Uh again, I have to try to get a work life balance. By that I mean I have to get a life to go along with
2: <laughs> my job.
1: But that'll happen eventually. And I'm um I'm so excited to get into the convicts I'll have my treadmill again, and then I get to try to find a pool to go swimming at. So I'm and ride um, your motorcycle. Oh, 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 gosh! I never told all of our listeners. I actually had to give my motorcycle up. Gary I know what. And, well, because why wasn't I lived, notified? You know, honestly, Holly, I didn't even think about you. <gasps> <laughs> So I know I'm i I'm terrible. I am so sorry. I completely forgot. So we're, okay. we're ending this podcast yeah, just,
0: now that relationship can, thing we're talking about, like roughly two and a half <laughs> minutes ago. ending it right here.
1: Okay. Just take <laughs> a deep breath. And here's the deal. I ended up <sighs> giving it to, uh, uh, two wonderful friends. One of the few friends we actually truly made that are considered good friends who I would literally, if I go back to Kansas, it'd be one of them would be see them. Um, they they were storing Zelda for us anyway. And um, it was just where we where the condo were moving to, there's just no extra space. And if we if we would have, if I would have brought her down, we would have had to have gotten a storage unit just for Zelda. And I didn't want to do that. I got a hold of Tom and Jerry to make sure they were okay with this. Um, and they were i just did what how what tom did is tom gave it to me so i gave it to them you know it was just it was a pay it forward thing mm-hmm. they're excited they're uh, Zelda has gone to a really good home she's now living with the under sheriff of gunnison so she's in a really good place isn't, you know i'm just saying so
0: okay, okay. um
1: yeah uh, so and it honestly i i am sorry i didn't even think about you I, i'm really sorry you know so no, it's
0: i just wanted to be thought of that's all yes. i, I um, wasn't gonna come to freaking colorado to get it because let's be <laughs> honest there's a beautiful bike less than five minutes away that also is tom and jerry's um yeah. that's available and i don't have space for that one right now although that will be changing i just don't have it now
1: yeah so i so anyway that's so see, so you've got options and that they, that's what I was thinking the entire time. Yeah, that was it, so um, <laughs> we're gonna go with that. Okay, yeah, I'll so, give it to you. Anyway, so that's what's going, basically what's going on with me, same old, same old. Um, I feel bad for the cats. They're finally getting used to the both right now. One uh, brother's laying on a chair and Mumford's laying on the couch and we're gonna uproot their lives once again. And so they're gonna eventually hate us, But Hopefully this will be the last uprooting for a while. Okay. So that's well what's going on with 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 Dean and I. What's going on with with you and Desiree? Uh,
0: well, you know, not too much. We're prepping for a show that we are going to be co-directing. Um, I know, I know, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so yeah, that's coming up. It won't. We won't actually start pro- like anything dealing with the production for a couple more weeks. So I'll talk more about it later. But we, you know, we read through it. We have some ideas. We're reaching out to the local universities because we really want a diverse cast. Um our, our area is predominantly white. We do have diversity here, but in the show particular requires uh, diversity representation. So,
1: can I ask what the play is?
0: Uh, no, I'm gonna keep that little guy, little chestnut, a secret until the next, until the next episode. Um, as as we're still kind of working some of the details out. Anyway, so we're working on that. Um, we did for the last, uh, well, actually when our last episode dropped, we Desiree and I just started doing our, our five-year plan. And part of what we do is create vision boards around that. And so we did our vision boards this week and worked on our three and five-year plans, which is fantastic. Love doing that stuff. Love teaching people, other people about that. Cause it's so helpful. I, I truly, I, I become more and more of a fan every year. I complete um, a task that I have on my, on my five-year plan or three-year plan. And uh, one of which is paying off student loans, right? that's a big deal. A lot of Americans in general kind of relate to that. We have, oh, yeah. we have this stupid system that just s- screws people over, but they, there's a lot of money that gets poured into our educational system. If you want to have a higher education anyway. I am hopefully going to be paying that off here very soon as part of cool. a, a five-year plan is coming to an end on that so pretty I am pretty excited about that the other thing that I'm really excited about is I've been working on a piece of art for a couple of years I have had I have a, a, ta- a Peter Pan tattoo I won't go into all the details of it but I have a Peter Pan tattoo that kind of represents the creativity and just being child at heart uh, and a spirit that comes from that uh, story kind of relating to my life and, and how creative my mom was as a young as a young parent uh, always coming up with creative stories and then reflecting that with my brother as well and to yesterday actually I've, I've nearly completed I have some touch-up work to do but I have a the rest of the tattoo, which is, this is the art in general that, that I've been working on for a couple of years. Um, I got the floral bouquet, as it were, done on the other half of my arm. So I have a full sleeve and I w- worked with a, a local artist who uh, has done work all over the world and is a just phenomenal, phenomenal human being. Uh, completed that piece for me yesterday. Like I said, have some touch up work. So in a few months, we'll, we'll talk about that again, but for the most part it's done it's beautiful it feels like a sunburn um but you know it's it's great i love it i'm very very excited and it's a good good thing to to have uh excitement and love for something that is literally going to be with you for the rest of your life
1: well Um, and if somebody like wanted if they looked at our queer on facebook i know for sure there might be some of that there that they could look at too so
0: Yes, I, it actually will be part of a series that I'll be dropping um, probably tomorrow night, just before we drop this episode. So definitely check it out. I, I, tattooing is a very interesting thing. I'll go on a side, side, side here for just a moment. Uh, My mother-in-law, who's a different generation than myself, and along with my mom, are like, oh, tattoos, so unprofessional. And you Know who gets tattoos military and women of the night, and
1: yeah, Hooker, you know, like there's, slats. there's
0: huh?
1: hookers and sluts,
0: hookers and sluts. There's a lot of negative connotation around it. Yeah. Uh, we even have some biblical references to that, but those were there's you can really get into the weeds on that. Um, there, there so much of our culture has changed as a society, as a world society as well as just this you know the united states in, in terms of how we view tattoos and it, more and more it is viewed truly as just an art it's not some sort of satanic thing or defying the body or whatever it's just another expression of art which we are we have as a species we have a proclivity to do that like we want to create art anyway um i love it i love my piece i i i really enjoy that i can't wait to share those bits with you um but well, you know what, wait either. right so I, that's where i'm at right now i'm just gonna let's just let this roll into our show so, so i know excited. before
1: we start the show yeah. there's something else you wanted to is there somebody you wanted Ooh. to talk briefly if you if you still want to do that oh sure sure um actually
0: before we drop this show before we have a you know it it's, it's complicated and i apologize to our listeners um Today would be my brother's birthday, and I could go into so many things about it, and really, we could do a whole show on it, Uh, but basically, he was, somebody falsely accused him of a crime he didn't commit, and as a result, we lost him, like, he's just not, he's not there, which is not in our lives, he's gone forever, and um, I put out a post, just as a little PSA, like, public, public service announcement, for those who don't know that, False accusations don't hurt the person you're targeting. That transference of your own, in some cases it is transference, of trauma in your life is sometimes misused and false accusations happen. And it sucks because there are real victims out there that need our attention and our energy. And when people are making false accusations because they want to hate or hurt or whatever, they're damaging a a, a system in our culture where victims do need that. attention and do need that care and in this particular case you know somebody's somebody's entire life was ruined and destroyed and not only theirs but their immediate family their friends their businesses that they owned every everything everything's completely destroyed when you make false accusations and i i put that that public service announcement out and i have since received some stalker uh, contacting me and spreading hate and lies and defamation of character stuff which you know it results in legal action and that's what we have insurance for and that's why we have our lawyers and you know it'll be handled but that's I rather not put that kind of energy out there I really want to put out love and support and encouraging people and it was not that post wasn't put out there and my private account nonetheless was it put out there to to cause harm and there are there are repercussions for the actions that we take and even though we're trying to respond from our emotional space and try to communicate how we feel it just it still hasn't impacted um today I, I i really wanted to pay pay honors to my brother who was a wonderful caring human being who could not drive past a homeless person without stopping to give him a grocery bag with an apple string cheese uh his pair of socks and gloves like would spend will go the extra mile to uh, buy somebody, uh, a set of bed, you know, a bed set or something like that, because they got thrown into foster care because their, their mother's a a crackhead and they were just taken from their home and school starts the next day. He went out and and bought clothes for school and supplies and, uh, volunteered their time and made their community safe. And those things get lost and it starts to start to forget the people in your life sometimes. And, It's hard especially when you had trauma surrounding it uh so i wanted to i wanted to pull pull a moment and just say you know this is a very special moment for me my my brother is a wonderful human being i miss him um and nothing can replace that and he'll always be a part of my life no matter what and i I appreciate the that moment thank you for 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 asking gary i appreciate that
1: oh no and like i the time I met him he left quite an impression on me so i'm I'm glad we got to talk about it
0: yeah uh, thank, thank you for sharing that I appreciate that a lot of ahead. a lot of people who knew him uh have, have shared their thoughts and and stories and just just amazing impact that he had in their lives it's just yeah anyway thank you no, Carrie. A, i
1: I appreciate that
0: um no. but let's I mean, if you,
1: yeah let's go just ahead. I think yeah so it's i I think that we we, we've honored your brother and i think that in honoring your brother i think if we can talk about the golden girls now Uh, off our topic today mm -hmm. and um i um my first question to you is yeah um why why do you think the golden girls is golden
0: why do i think the golden girls is golden
1: is golden Why because they is-
0: stand because that shit stands the test of time. That show was so forward thinking and pushing the envelope, even stuff that now struggle, actually pushing, pushing, you, you know, just pushed boundaries and social norms. Yep, They're, they did a lot of that. And I know if they say golden, okay, because it was 50 plus, right? That was the, the age. Age range that these individuals were portraying—they're in their golden years—but um but I, I feel like it was so much more than that. Like the the writers were very smart about pushing uh, political norms, and one of which is LGBTQ issues.
1: And if you when and you're right. And if you look when we get talking about the individual episodes, to degree we're not going to go into great depth on the individual episodes. But every season, they had at least one Mm queer-centric episode. And then I didn't even, when we did the list, I didn't even get into the ones where, like, brief references were made. And Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of very forward thinking at a time when I I know that the people my age remember that this wasn't stuff that was talked about. More when it gets close to Holly's age, but then even the younger kids now, they... They thankfully don't remember this because now to have a good storyline, you need to have at least one queer character. You know, it's just it's almost like it's a given now. So, this was wonderful the way they did that. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I was going to do is go through this list I've written and yes. have, uh, do a brief discuss of each each one. And I got all this from imbd in my memory. You know, so it was a combination of those two things. But right
0: and I will say I, my, I watched the golden girls years ago. This is, this is a long time ago. And um, I looked at your list of of episodes that you, you picked and I'm like, perfect. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Those are exactly the ones that I would have picked too. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Take us
1: in. Yeah. I have to say that I have maybe watch. i'm gonna say i could probably recite a lot of them because i'm the right i am the demographic they're going for and <laughs> i've watched the golden girls um more times than i could probably count quite honestly i'm gonna guess each episode i've seen probably at least 15 times seriously at least so really anyway, oh yeah Damn. so in the first so getting into this so golden girls in the very first episode the pilot episode mm-hmm. called engagement they have, if you remember, there is a quote-unquote fifth golden girl whose name is Coco, their gay cook. We know he's a gay cook because they say he's a gay cook. Mm-hmm. They don't try to, there's no euphemisms, he's a gay cook. Right. The, the, and um, Susan Harris really wanted this character in there. But what happened was Sophia, who we all love, Dorothy's mom in it, her zingers went so well over with the audience because Sophia was originally supposed to be a reoccurring character, and so instead of having her being a reoccurring character because she was just the audience loved her, all the focus groups loved her, they ended up making the gay cook Coco a one-shot, um, a one-shot character. Mm-hmm. You never saw Coco again. Never heard about what happened to Coco. All of a sudden, they didn't have, they didn't have a, they didn't have a cook at all anymore. Um, and Sophia took that spot because it would be hard to have five people in that house. So this is this is where they went. Um, but I love the fact that in you know in the mid '80s they want they were going to have a gay character was going to be one of the main characters on the show. So at least it was a step in the right direction. Um, then in so then in season two probably one of my favorite episodes they did was called, Isn't It Romantic?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically, a woman named Jean falls in love with Rose. Yes. And it's, I personally think, especially for the time frame, they did it so beautifully. The actress who played uh, Jean in it, I think did a great service to her character. You never... I mean, I would have loved to have had her maybe be a, you know, come back one or two episodes. You only go her the one time, but it was wonderful to see her being, she was, she was Dorothy's roommate from college, educated woman. She attractive woman. She dressed nicely. It wasn't like that time frame. You got a lot of with women characters who were very butch. That's what mm-hmm. they were, you know, so you got to see it, this.
0: I feel like we got more of a, a true snapshot that lesbians can have, that 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 lesbians have the same feelings as straight people like there's yeah there's this idea that oh it's it's a it's a sexual preference it's just a thing it's not that's not life that's not reality or whatever when the and reality is, more- is is that we fall in love just like everybody else it just looks different from your perspective and i like that that episode did a. I feel like it did a good job capturing the the true feelings that can transpire well,
1: and the best part about the episode is to me well first of all Dorothy has always known or has known a long time um, that that Jean was a lesbian and I use lesbian. I don't use queer because this this is how they refer in this episode. Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: Sophia has known for a while. Dorothy didn't realize that, but Sophia knows everything because she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love Sophia, um, how she basically says when Dorothy asked her at one point, How'd you feel if one of your kids came to you and said they were gay? And she says, and she says, I would um, not like him any less. Um, I, as long as they're happy, um, I love the fact that she says it's um, it's the same as people who have a preference over dogs or cats. Yep, she said personally i'd rather live with i'd rather live with a lesbian (laughs) Lesbian
0: than a cat unless it's so i love that unless the the lesbian sheds yeah
1: Yeah. so um i i love that about it really Uh um everybody just accepts it so i love that there is that aspect of of the golden girls that they're very Mm -hmm. accepting and you see that throughout um now the next one i want to talk about is season three and mm-hmm. it's probably to me the one that kind of offends me the most of this whole bunch of them um, this is the like,
0: the one with transgender punchline right kind of yeah and yeah. it's
1: called its name is strange bedfellows yeah yellow uh, is running for council and has later found out that he used to be anna maria and it you can tell that they did it as a joke. It was a good punchline for a story because throughout the story, Sophia's going, there's something I don't I don't like about him. I don't trust. I don't know whether something I can't put my finger on it. You find that out, then she kind of says, that's what I couldn't put my finger on. And I, it, it wasn't handled well, but honestly, until recently and even now recently, it's not good. A lot of transgendered shows aren't handled well so mm-hmm. um, you, I guess you give them props for having it but it was really just a basic setup for this joke I, I this mean way.
0: honestly if yes I think it could have been done better regardless of what I'm about to say yes I think it should be handled better this is in the 80s and the fact that they even had this on there was, was, a, was a push in that direction oh, yeah. yes it could have been done differently at the time we didn't have access to the information. People weren't were as free flowing in conversation about it, and maybe and maybe just saying the network had a lot to say in it too. So,
1: um, I, my I, guess this is I I don't like to disagree with you, God. We know how that doesn't work. It, my guess is really probably not a lot because at this point, Golden Girls was a top five show, not even top ten, a top five show.
0: Mm. Maybe.
1: like on all the covers of everything so i i'm gonna guess that this is because like, they did other episodes of other stuff that that yeah that's true it, i mean eight,
0: in five episodes later and it's still in season three they they go into the into, artist yeah the artist which so, yeah it, good point another,
1: yeah so um i mean talking about other things they did they did it they they did, a, they, did a, they did an episode about um about uh illegal aliens and and they they did a lot of things that a lot of other shows couldn't get by with because as the all the writers and the actors in the show said because they were older women
2: Mm -hmm. so
1: it's safe for them to say things. So I I'm this is one time I'm gonna give it to the networks and think that probably they didn't but I could be wrong. Every this could be once this decade I'm wrong. Uh, So it could be I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then we move on to uh, season three. Also in season three, like you said, just several episodes later, we get the artists. The girls all fall in love with a sculptor, very good-looking, mm-hmm. very very good-looking man, um, and um, they they all are uh, posing for him, and he flirts with them and gets them all to pose nude for him. None of them know this at first. They've all find out, of course. They get the whole. The whole thing about they're all uh jealous of each other and who does who does laszlo really love and all this stuff and who wants to go out with and right and so this leads to the and really the only at least the very end when blanche says well laszlo um we were hoping that there's somebody here that you that you uh cared for one to go out with and he goes there is and then he calls over his boyfriend and then the whole ask but it's, you know, what I like about that episode is, granted, it's treated more as a punchline again. But again, like you said already, this was the 80s. Yeah. And it's still really, all it was is they were just disappointed that that he didn't want any of them. He'd already had somebody. That's really, that's where they were. They weren't disappointed about, it. they weren't like, oh my God, he's gay. It's just, oh, well, fuck, they don't, he doesn't want to be with me. It's more where this one. So I, I appreciate that about it. Mm-hmm
0: um and then they went a while before they really touched anything right well oh no they got the scared straight yeah go ahead
1: yeah every season they've got one which for this time frame is amazing folks usually most of them have uh you'll look at these series and they have one in dens and they're they are you do not ever you never hear them talk about gays again or maybe two in dens but um so then you have in um, season four, you have Scared Straight, which is a take on, if any of you remember, if you're old enough, remember, there was a documentary called Scared Straight to get you to make, hopefully getting you scared of drugs so you would never take drugs. That's this, all of this came out about the same time. Um, and this one is about Blanche's brother, Clayton, who uh, comes out as gay. Um, And Blanche has been trying to set him up with women, and he uh, doesn't want to go to these women. And then uh, he tells Rose in a very cute scene uh, where they're where Rose has to basically guesses it by seeing who he's looking at. Um, And Rose tells Clayton, "You have to let your sister know; she will understand." and so clayton ends up telling uh blanche that he and rose slept together that's why he was out late
0: mm-hmm. and so of
1: course rose so blanche hates rose and they go off and all that and finally well, and
0: rose rose handled rose character um betty white handled that so well like oh yeah it was just like um we need to talk clayton you said this but i can't i can't support you know in her characters like I can't, like we have to clear this like this is not okay. Yeah.
1: No, and and you got to give her credit too. She did not say anything to Blanche, and Blanche was treating her like shit. Oh, uh-huh. well. Said and- anything to Blanche about mm-hmm. hey, you're, all, you, that your brother's gay? Leave me the fuck alone. All she ever said is, when you find out what's really going on, you're going to feel terrible. Which you know, I love that she respected him enough, even though she really didn't need to at that point because he put her in a really bad spot. Yes. She's but there was fun. there's
0: a there's a there's an understanding that this that i felt like when i and i remember watching this specifically i'm when it when the show was aired i was very young and i was like how cool is that that this other individual who harm was done to had the wherewithal to realize that it was not intended harm it was a self-preservation harm it was out of fear and she gave grace the character gave that grace to allow for that to develop a little bit more and finally allow Clayton to have that you know not allow but creating that opportunity for that to happen and instead of just going negative and angry and hateful or spiteful which one would say yeah you have the right to he threw you under the bus you should throw him under the bus but instead handled it with love.
1: And what and then also what I like how they dealt with it It, and grand is all done in a comedic way, but how they handled Blanche she was not she did not like it at first and never really even at the end of the episode she wasn't She accepted him being gay because she loved him, but she still understand it. But at first she wouldn't accept it. She just wasn't going to accept it and because uh She kept going over facts of that, like they having make that they each had makeout sessions in in high school, and and who could fog up their their windows first, best in the car, and stuff like that. And she never really accepted it. My she,
0: brother did the same thing to me. I came out to him, yeah. and then he came out three years afterwards. I, but along. Along the way he was in a relationship a committed relationship with the person he ended up being married to and he did the, he's like let's see who could get the most numbers and we would go out and we would see who could get the most numbers from women you know while we were out and about and he would clean up any day like he was just very good at like he's a man who paid attention to women and their style which hello here's your sign anyway um and he would he was very good at you know, can making those connections, he easily would have won. I'm just saying it's not always what it seems.
1: Okay, so well, no, and it's and again, I say this the fact that um before being with Dean, I had a past, and I have said this to people before. I have in my life slept with a lot more women than men. Um, because You know, if this is, God, I don't have, this is a terrible way to put it. I'm trying to figure out a better way to put it. So please don't hate me when I say this, folks. (laughs) But when you, when you pay attention to a woman and really with a man too, but when you pay attention to a woman and actually, you know, look at their eyes and, and ask them about themselves, you're like halfway home at that point. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, it's something that, I, I don't know, I think gay men should maybe try to teach straight men how to to be with a woman. because Honestly,
0: honestly, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that every straight man out there or, or anyone in the middle um, necessarily needs that. But in general, I think with the toxic masculinity that we have running rampant in this world, it's nice to just take a pause on that and get
1: some perspective. Now um yeah, we have a uh, yeah, it's just it's a good thing to do. The last thing I want to say about this episode is that when I first watched it, because I hadn't I was still deeply in denial. I I'm watching the episode and I cried all the way through it, not understanding why I was crying. So I like I would say that. And then later on I watched it go, Oh, this makes much more sense. Um the next episode was honestly oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I do yeah, want to make,
0: more- I, I do want to add one more thing. Uh, Sophia's character does make a pretty good uh, a comment that I, I really wanted to kind of point out here. And she says, everyone wants someone to grow old with.
1: Oh, yeah. And sorry. shouldn't
0: everyone have that chance? Amen. I'm just saying. Amen, girl. Right here, Sophia. Love it on you,
1: girl. So then we go into uh, that. So then we have to wait another another season before we get one that okay isn't it's not specifically gay related, but at the time it really was gay. Um, talking about it's the episode seventy two hours. Yes, um, Rose finds out that um, she when she went in for an operation several years ago that she might've had tainted blood right? and that, that it could have, that she could have AIDS. Um, but she won't that, know for 72 hours what the test results are. Boys and girls back then, that's the earliest you could find out if, if you had contracted AIDS is it took 72 hours from the moment you got your test until finding out if you, if you were positive or negative. That was a scary time
2: yeah and
1: in episode they even show the fact that she and they t- they say aids you know they come right yeah out and stuff. they don't they don't try to they don't around. there was They're no sugar coating in that episode stuff. and um they even tell her that they that when she went in to get the test that the nurse said we encourage people to use fake names because at the time period the people in in the health departments did encourage you to use a fake name because if somebody found out you had even gone in for an AIDS test, you could be blackballed from your job if it got found yeah. out, Assurances would drop you. Yeah. So this is, so they really were bringing this forefront and doing it in a, to me of this whole uh, series of ones we're talking about, this is by far my favorite one. It's the hardest one to watch in a lot of ways because they really go over, they talk about at one point how scared she is and that she doesn't know how she's going to make it through these 72 hours. She talks. I love the part where she talks about, I am a good person. This shouldn't happen to me. As she goes, looking at Blanche, you slept with hundreds of people.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And Blanche stops her and says, Hey, what do you, this is not a, this is not a bad person disease. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you saying? I just, that I should have gotten. And Rose going, no, no, it's just, you know, and she goes, this, and the fact of that, that time frame, everybody assumed that it yeah. was gay men and it, drug users, but that yep. was,
0: or you're a bad person or you're yeah. being punished by God, which is another thing that Blanche says is that this is not God punishing people for their yeah. sins.
1: And so what this is showing is they did, they did a beautiful job of, they could have had it be Blanche, which at the time people would have accepted better. Mm -hmm. but having rose who is the best person on the show the sweetest person with the ability that she might have gotten it it really does show and it it shows it could happen to anybody and they were they were so far leaps and bounds of anybody else showing that you need a good support system around you that it is scary what happens what's gonna you know she talks about what's gonna happen to me um where will i go if there's Mm -hmm. a point or um, Sophia starts any cup that Rose used, she puts an R on the cup so she doesn't use it because people at the time, folks, you don't understand, people at the time really thought that this could happen, that if you use the same cup that that, that they used, you could die from AIDS. (laughs) Sophia went to the the, uh, uh, service station around the corner to use the bathroom because she didn't want to use the same bathroom as Rose. And these are things that people really believed. This is that, you know, there was at one point a huge debate about the same time period on on Donahue, where actors went on the show pro and con about, about not kissing people until they actually showed that they were had an AIDS test showing that they were negative. Because at the time they thought kissing somebody could yeah. need AIDS. So this was, I mean, so they were really, this show was so leaps and some bounds of, of beyond what other people were doing. We have to commend them for that. Um, the next one I was going to talk about is season six. We have Sister of the Bride, mm-hmm. which is when Clayton comes back, the only time on this show that there's, is he's reoccurring. He's the only queer character that reoccurs. Right, the brother. Um, he comes back. And uh, Blanche is back to not thinking he's gonna be gay, that he's you know gonna, that he's gonna you know he's gonna be dating some woman. Come to find out you meet his partner who he wants to get married to. Mm-hmm. Can we say Blanche doesn't handle it well? Mm-hmm. I think would be the best way to put it. She um, tries to tell people that there's a that um, he at, at one point at this they're at this uh, uh, charity event and, um, she thinks that Clayton's gonna tell her friends that they're, that they're life partners. And she starts yelling fire to get everybody out of the room. So she doesn't handle this well at all. Uh, and, but by the end, like the have to in a good sitcom, but they handle it well. She finally realizes because of Sophia, again, sitting down with Sophia. Do you remember what Sophia said on this one cuz I you you love your Sophia quotes. Do you I do she...
0: love my Sophia quotes. I don't remember okay. what she said on this so, one.
1: Um, that's okay. I was trying to, um, this one Blanche is going against her. She goes I, I can accept that he that he's ta- she talked to Sophia she goes okay, I can accept that Clayton wants, you know, wants to have him in his life and live life with him. But why does he have to tell everybody? And Sophia says to her Oh, okay. (laughs) Emotional. Um, When when you married your husband, why did you do that? And Blanche starts going, because I wanted to tell the world. Mm -hmm. And you see her go, oh, shit, of course. I did. And then she goes to this point and grabs Clayton and the partner and basically says, you have to be good to Clayton you also have to realize as he snores and it's really right sweet.
0: right um, like what you want you know what typical fan was like here's yeah. what you gotta but, know <laughs> so
1: it's that's it's wonderful so they they do all this so by the end of the episode blanche has completely accepted that that they're going to be together
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and then we go into the last one that they do is season seven mm-hmm. they have goodbye, Mr. Gordon. And basically what this one is, is that uh, Rose uh, <laughs> makes a huge mistake is basically what it gets down to.
0: Uh-huh,
1: um, whoopsies. And talk about, all, about as all that she lives with these three other women. And what she meant there was that because it helps pay all the, the, the they pay all their stuff together and stuff. But, the way it came out is that Dorothy and Blanche were lesbians.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And D- Dorothy and Blanche find out on the talk show that they're, it's a show about lesbians living together. And um, so the great thing is that after a moment of being shocked, <laughs> they handle it, you know, they, they're, they're uncomfortable. There's no doubt about it, they're uncomfortable, but they handle it, they get through the episode. I'm not particularly fond of the way they dealt with, with Dorothy in it. I thought they made her a little too butch, but you know, it was. Yeah. They
0: played perfect. up that, they played that up a little, I, th- I think because she has some masculine features. Yeah. Um, and honest
1: to God, I assume for the longest time that she was a lesbian and she wasn't, you know, it's too bad. She would have been an amazing lesbian, but whatever. I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. But it shows them and really that's just that was that's there was nothing there was no big learning moments from it or anything. It's just it showed him being lesbian. It was just fun. Yeah. It was a fun episode. And it ends up being that uh, Blanche uses it to f- get more guys because all these guys watch television. <laughs> they, they want to convert her. <laughs> yeah. And so that's you know, so but it was a it was a fun episode. And so granted, maybe not one of the stronger episodes, but a fun episode. Um just real quickly, we have there and the other. There's other episodes where at one point they talk to. There's a baseball player who dresses in drag. He likes to wear women's clothes. Straight, but likes to wear women's clothes. There's an episode where there's a thing about an all, uh, all uh, transvestite band. They have several different episodes yeah. throughout that have um, uh, cater waiters who are who are um, obviously gay. Um they have an episode where uh Rose is back to her first date after Charlie dies. And the in it it's uh Pat Harrington plays the character and um from he's from the original One Day at a time, and it shows also all these people he's dating and then still dating, and you see this and how, how uh how this date's just going terrible. It ends with with uh this woman coming out who's bad pregnant and going, You left me for her? And then <laughs> the waiter who's asked to be in this restaurant we're in the state comes by and he obviously, he, the waiter and this other guy, they're a couple too. And so I liked it throughout, they still peppered, you know, and it was all done for jokes, but it was a mm-hmm. common case. So I appreciate that there was, they, they never shied away from this. I mean, no, it was not all issue oriented. And it was a lot of it was by today's standards, fairly offensive. Um, there was yeah. one part where Blanche went, um, says to one of the cater waiters uh, and it, it's funny I'm sorry but she looks at him goes she goes oh, honey you're just about ready to fly away aren't you <laughs> 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 and it's terrible you know it's, it's yeah. Okay, yeah. Um,
0: it is it is terrible but the and yes I think given the circumstances we have to give some credit I mean this was they are pushing the envelope in a period of time where networks were pushing back, society was pushing back, and yet they were still trying to put that, that nuance in there. Could have been better, sure. That's the same with any yeah. show we can even, even now when we talk about, um, you know, Grace and Frankie has elements of that, right? A lot oh. of elements of that. I'm sure in a few years from now people are going to look back. Well, they could have played a Shits Creek. Oh, I'm sure they could have they could have done a better job.
1: They, they will never do Shits Creek better. I can't imagine. I I, I will <laughs> put
0: that down on the record right here, right now. No, there will never. No, they nailed it. Nailed it. Good job. High five. But that's that's just the reality, right? We. We have so many things that are going into these productions and and that's what they are they're productions, they are
1: productions to give you and remember life is messy and life is it's,
0: messy it's and, not yeah it's not perfect um you and i are probably but we are perfect we 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 got it we know it's up. we got this it's fine
1: um yeah so yeah. i do want so at this point i think we want to make sure to mention i think probably most people get the idea what we were doing here is um uh, have do
0: sorry,
1: you were saying. So that's uh that was showing that we have been on for 40 minutes at this point. 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh that we want to make sure since Betty White's passing, she was the last golden girl who was still alive. Yes. So this is where this is
0: she's up it. in heaven right now saying, girls, it's gone to shit. It's gone to <laughs> shit down there.
1: <laughs> um, you know and so but i i think it's just a way that we wanted to make sure to pay tribute to to betty white absolutely to all those wonderful golden girls and how we will miss them i i miss them and yeah you know that at the age of 99 that we all would have liked another 100 years with betty white says how well she lived her life
0: uh easily easily yeah. and so and she's my, so. betty white went on in several interviews talked about she was a fierce advocate against racism as well as homophobia i'm sure by now many of our listeners know this because it's it's talked about on peak pink news nbc business insider every news outcast out there has talked about her support for the lbgtq live their own life it's their private business it's not mine huge
1: supporter well, and then on top of all that, mm-hmm. you have Estelle Getty, who was one of the first stars to support AIDS, who was out there all the AIDS benefits because she was in, she comes from the theater world. All of her friends were dying. So she was one of the first people to be out mm-hmm. there, including a ne- one of her nephews died from AIDS, a gay man died of AIDS. So mm. one of the first people out there doing it. Um, i'm gonna run
0: i'm gonna do a quick a quick eight on betty white one she knew that it was none of her business what anyone else who anyone else was sleeping with which we already said that she talks about that in 2011 13 and 14 in different shows that she was uh interviewed on including larry king awesome awesome check that out it's a 2014 larry king uh great interview uh she's the strong supporter of gay marriage uh, you could catch that in the Parade 2010 interview, where she discusses her affinity with the gay community and she explains why she believes in gay, uh, uh, believe in same-sex couples should have the same rights to marry. Uh, number three, uh, she helped tackled AIDS and stigma. Again, this is going back to the Golden Girls in that episode that dropped uh, in 1990, called 72 Hours. Four, she was a huge supporter, again, of HIV and AIDS cause, and she helped spread awareness um, she, there are some additional film supporters, along with Elton John. She did some stuff, uh, a film with uh, Elton John and AIDS Foundation, as well as other rights groups. Um, five, she stood up against uh, anti-gay uh, LBGT bully. Uh, 2013, she uh, changed her name, kind of dubbed Betty Purple. Um, just a freaking phenomenal human being. She did a promotional ad in Glad, that's G L A A D, uh, where she explains the 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 initiative uh, for Purple uh, Spirit Day. Six, uh, her golden her golden girl character was flattered uh, when women developed a crush on her. So this is kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier, where the the it, isn't it romantic? 1986 episode where uh, Jean develops a crush on her. So she as a As an actress, you know, this isn't just something that you can't just throw this on a character and have them go with it. She was willing to go with this as an actor. Uh, She was willing to push those landmark uh, uh, moments in television. Uh, Seven, she teamed up with uh, Lucidia for a glorious camp music video. This is done in 2012. Um, And it was a British, this is a British singer. And it is I'm Still Hot. So check that out. It's a lifeline project. totally cool I I enjoyed it and then lastly um she 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 does have Betty White has her own little raunchy jokes that she that she has made um you know it 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 just in general and about like why should I care about what what the gays are doing kind of jokes I won't say them here you can you could check them out um but she's she plays to that, she plays to her, her, her generation. And uh, this is again, as part of her 2014 King uh, interview. And you should check that out as well. Um, she's just, she was just a very well-rounded human being and brought people together. And in a, in a, in a world that feels like everybody is screaming their own ideas and everybody else is wrong and hateful and all that try to be her like just strive to be the Betty and in, in the people in your lives like she was just a great human being I'm gonna miss her terribly
1: that's and my that, rant no and that's that's a good rant uh do you want to mention that all the other the other three golden girls all huge aid supporters every one of them raising raising awareness organized helped organize benefits um to them to help with the AIDS cause. Also, every one of them were huge LBG2Q rights yep. allies.
2: Yep.
1: Um, B. Arthur donated money to build a homeless shelter for the LBG2Q teens. That's right. Um, we had, again, Estelle Getty, who was a huge AIDS crusader, literally up until she died. That was one of her big things she was always there for. Uh, then Rue McClanahan was a wonderful supporter of all gay rights. There was um, a story of one of the uh, props department people um, who it was found out, you know, oh my God, in a Hollywood set that he was gay. And um, some of the other people started making fun of him. She came up and said to everybody, you shut up. That's his own private life. I don't want to ever hear another word out of you guys about that or I'll make sure you guys are fired. Woo! So these are things that all these women did. And so um, we are going to be at a loss not having them as part of our world anymore. Thank God God we have shows. And so to all of you guys, we will always, we will, I think Colleen will say that we will love our Golden Girls and we, we will love all of you.
0: And we will channel their spirit and champion those causes. Yes, for sure. Well, I think that's a great place for us to say howdy do, friends. Um, that thank you so much for for creating a little bit of space in today's episode to honor my brother. Thank you all for joining us on this wonderful episode of the Golden Girls and a slice of Betty Rose and the contributions that those women had in our lives. Thank you so much again for joining us. Until next week, be well.
1: And be queer, you wonderful
2: fuckers.
0: (laughs) Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum.
1: Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter.
0: At Conundrum Podcast.
1: And email us at queernundrum at queernundrum.com.
0: And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well.
1: And be queer.